What's up, guys? It's Danny here, Point Blank Truth Podcast. Hey, hey. We had a special guest, board member Danny Gonzalez on. Um, it was a really good episode, man. It was, I was really good. I was uh, kind of blown away by learning about his past and his history and where he comes from and all that, you know? Um, I think it speaks to his character and who he is, and, and, and I appreciate him being uh, so honest and coming out here and, you know, telling us a little bit about him. And also, man, we covered something pretty serious with this whole uh, parental involvement with the curriculum. Right. So um, this is the truth. He's, he brought the receipts, and uh, we'll make this public for y'all. If you're interested, I'm sure he'll post it soon. Um, but, yeah, we got the receipts, so there's no denying it at all. Yeah, really good podcast. You can tell the guy's just an authentic, transparent dude. I liked him a lot. And, uh, yeah, he showed all the receipts for the the curriculum whole thing that happened. I know this is back in, what, now, 2022, but this stuff has to be addressed. Well, the, the pilot program came out in 2022, but all this stuff was this year, bro. That was all from March of this year all the yeah. way up until uh, July. Right. Um, but it's still a topic that's used in the recall efforts and all that. So I think it's important to provide transparency. Uh, once again, guys, check out Logo Galaxy Incorporated. They got uh, some local employees here that do logos. You can check them out. They did our Point Blank Truth logo, and we really appreciate it. We really like it. It's got that red, white, and blue, baby. Check them out for all of your yeah. logo design needs. <clears throat> right. Small businesses, whatever you need, check them out. Logo Galaxy, Inc. They're on Facebook. All right, guys. Enjoy. Mr. Danny Gonzalez, what's going on, dude? Yeah, Thanks for coming on with doing? us. What's up? Good, good, man. <laughs> good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, I, I know it's funny, right? It's like when you get here, when you get here, it's like we start talking and then we start the podcast and it's like we didn't just start talking. This is why I, t I tell Derek like every time I try to not have, com I try to be set up and then when the guest gets here, we sit down and we just get right into it welcome man I'm, I'm happy to have you on we had dr k on um i'd like to reach out to all the board members and get them on and just get to know a little bit about them but um i'm Absolutely. happy that you 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 accepted our invite and and you're sitting across from us tell us a little bit about yourself man and where you're from yeah absolutely um i was i was born and raised in southern california um so uh, i was actually born uh, long beach naval hospital um back before it was was torn down uh born and raised in garden grove uh, I went to uh, I went to school in Garden Grove basically all my life. Uh, my parents divorced uh, right before I started high school, uh, so I actually went and moved in with my mom in Orange, and I attended my uh, my freshman year of high school at Villa Park High, and then moved back over to Garden Grove and went my sophomore year uh, at Rancho Alamitos in in Garden Grove. Um, <clears throat> I, I I've said a little bit about kind of growing up, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I grew up pretty rough, you know, and it was a lot of, uh, it's kind of a lot of my motivation for getting involved with kids in the first place, you know, whether it would be coaching or mentoring or, um, the school board. Um, I, I was one of those kids that was left behind, man. I, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a great upbringing. I, I went through, uh, quite a bit of abuse and, uh, you know, whether it be mental, sexual, physical, um, you know, I, I kind of went through it as a kid and, um, uh, I didn't really have a lot of, of, healthy role models when I was, mm. when I was a young man. And, uh, it caused me a lot of problems, you know, in my youth. Um, I talked a little bit about it, you know, we had a board workshop early on and, uh, we were talking about, you know, Hey, just, you know, tell us something that you kind of overcame, you know, from, from your, 
your younger years. And I said, dude, the fact that I got out alive was a miracle. Yeah. You know, I, I was in prison at 15 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, not because of, of anything that I did necessarily, but I got caught up in the middle of a custody battle is oh. what happened. So I actually got thrown in jail for a strong arm robbery. Um, I went to my grandmother's house because my mom had kicked us out of the house because I told her I didn't want to be in her Jehovah's Witness religion anymore. And she threw me out on the streets with my older brother. And we went to my grandma's house because my grandma wasn't a Jehovah's Witness, thought my mom was crazy, you know, with, with her theology and everything. And we thought it was a safe harbor. So we went to grandma's house. We have a key for her house. You know, we, we, it's my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we went in. Uh, my brother took a sh- <laughs> my, uh, This is no joke. I mean, I've, got the, I've got the court records to I show you. I just know where this is me, going, dude. bro. It's you got crazy. me hooked in already. I'm like, whoa. Dude, whoa, my, whoa, brother, whoa. my brother takes a shower. I eat a sandwich. And while we're there, uh, her cleaning lady shows up. And so her cleaning lady shows up, and we're like, we're, we wanted to get out of her way. We were trying to get money to get to my dad's house that was like 10, 15 miles away. And so we asked the cleaning lady, hey, could you spare a dollar for the bus? And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Hands us a dollar. We take off and leave. Next thing you know, the cops are looking for us. They said we intimidated the cleaning lady for her money. Our restitution was like $3.42. And it was for the dollar we bummed off of the cleaning lady, the sandwich we ate, and the water that we used to take are a shower. Are you serious? What? No but joke. I don't understand. <laughs> they said I, I mean, I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want you to throw your grandma the, under yeah. the bus. Well, the but what, what was yeah. that about? Mom, your grandma didn't back you. Grandma, grandma was a fall down drunk, and she oh, was. She, she had. Man. She had issues, and yeah, I my see. mom. My mom got to her and convinced her that we were these, you know, evil bad kids, and we were doing all this crazy stuff. And man, at that time in my life, like I, I had really never done anything. But then, hey, you want to get a, a crash course and all the bad stuff get thrown in jail and get mixed in with that crowd and, and they'll, they'll teach you how to do that stuff real quick. So it was kind of a turning point in my life because I was a real naive kid too. You know, I grew up very sheltered as a Jehovah's yeah. Witness. Yeah. And now I'm thrust into this this life where now I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with, with real, We're I mean, real, real criminals. criminals yeah. Like, real bad guys, you know. So um, for me, that was like, that, that was kind of my identity for a number of years. You know, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder. I kind of had to. I had to be a tough guy. I was, you know, I was a fighter. I, uh, I, I, I like kicking people's butts. I, I, you know, I was a mean guy. And, uh, man, I, I just, I, I, um, I hit a wall. You know what I mean? I hit a wall. Finally, I was about 20 years old, and I had done the last stupid thing that I was willing to do. And uh, that, that was when I, I hit my knees, man, and I gave my life to God. And I said, this is it. Like, I'm done. I need to turn my life around. When I got out of there, I mean, I was homeless. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, so I got you out get out. So, so how old were you when you got out? Uh, for the last time, I was. Uh, it was my 16th birthday. Okay. I got out. So you got yeah. out on your 16th birthday, and then, went and, to then work. and then okay, so you just started went working. To work. Yep, I went and took the high school proficiency exam, passed it, so I could get my my certificate, and I went to work. And uh, yeah, that I mean, I've been working ever since. I was I was a homeless kid. You yeah. know, I had nowhere to go. You know, dad was hooked on methamphetamines mom had, mom had long since kind of let me go yeah um so yeah i went to work i got a job man i started i was that guy who used to to vacuum the floors and check your tire pressure uh-huh. you know when you go get your your oil changed yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah. i i worked there for like three four years and b- before i left i was like a manager of you know a couple of locations out yeah. in like temple city and everything yeah. but that was just me that's how i got started i figured out that you know hard work like i don't need anybody else you know, so, you work hard enough, you can you can make it yourself. So I I, I, 
you were okay. I guess what I'm getting at is you were a Jehovah's Witness as a kid, oh, and you were kind of forced into that, yeah, right? And absolutely. then you went through all this hard time and hardship, and you just kind of had to rely on yourself. What yeah. was that turning point for you that like turned you to faith? I'm, right. I'm just interested. I'm curious. No, to that's know. A, it's it's a good question because yeah, you're absolutely right. So my mom's theology. Um, I, I started to push back against it when I was about 13 years old and I, I kind of skipped over in the, in the, you know, yeah. uh, uh, for time's sake, but, yeah. but yeah, at 13 years old, my mom had kicked me out. Mm-hmm. So I was living on the streets. I was a, a, a homeless kid basically running around, bouncing back and forth between my dad's house when he was available and not, you know, out mm-hmm. of his mind kind of thing. And so I spent a couple of years just kind of floundering and, yeah. um, that was because I, I objected to my mom's theology, my mom's witness religion. I, I can tell you stories. We, we, we got more time, but like she was she was out there with some of her stuff, man. And and I pushed back because I wanted to be a normal high school kid. I wasn't allowed to play sports. I wasn't allowed to have any friends that weren't Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. And I'm going, this is wrong. The Bible doesn't say this. You know what I mean? The Bible yeah. says that, that that I mean, Jesus hung out with lepers. Jesus, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're, we can't be these sheltered people. We're supposed to be out in the world. We're supposed to be the light, you know, so. Um, I, I pushed back. She hated it. She excommunicated me as a as, as her own son. Mm. Um, so I was angry with God. And um, I considered myself an atheist um, up until I was about 20 years old. Um, at 20 years old, everything kind of finally hit ahead because I, I had run from faith. I had ignored God. I wasn't I didn't have him in my life at all. And at, at 20 years old, I, I jumped behind the wheel of my car drunk on Fourth of July mm. and I got a DUI. And I was sitting in jail and I said, this is it. Like, I'm done with this. I'm done with this life. I'm done with running. And um, it was actually through a 12-step program that that I, I wow, turned my life back dude, over to God. I, awesome. I did I did this third step. I, I wasn't really an alcoholic. Like, I, I, I hung out with some real alcoholics, right. right? And it was like this obsession of the mind and allergy of the body. And they would take a drink and it's like their wife would leave them they'd be you know, you know what i mean it was yeah, like a quick yeah, yeah, decline yeah. for these guys i didn't have the problem with the alcohol I but had you a just knew with, you wanted to get a hold I had a of problem it. with responsibility i uh-huh. had a problem with like my lifestyle i had a problem with anger you know so i mean any, i think anybody could do a 12-step program and benefit from it because it forces you to look inward and yeah. it forces you to to realize that the world doesn't revolve around your own ass right yeah, like yeah. you know there, there's something greater out there and uh, i did um i did start reading the bible again and and that was the point that you know i i kind of broke down i was like this I'm, i can't do wow. this on my own i can't remove all of this bitterness this hatred i i need to forgive my mother i need to forgive my father i mm. need to you know, I need to be able to move on as a man. And so, yeah, that was the that was the point at which I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk in faith and I'm going to have a relationship with God. I just I don't have to do what my mom taught me. Like, there's another way. You know, man, I find it so interesting. Like, I didn't know this about you. Right. Yeah. And like all the positions of the people at the board, like if anybody knows anything about having a hateful parent that's trying to force something on you and then <laughs> kick you out of the house it would be you dude i it's funny you mentioned that because i i was i was listening to a podcast that you did with another gentleman um a, a few episodes ago uh-huh. and i'm sitting there listening to this guy and we probably disagree on like 90 percent um politically right but i'm sitting there listening to and that's why i love that you guys are doing this by the way this this is what we need because 
that guy and I have so much in common. <laughs> he doesn't even right. realize it. Yeah, like he, yeah. he talked about his parents being like diehard Christians. I think they were both uh-huh. like pastors or, yeah, or something, right? Ministers. Ordained yeah. ministers, right? And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, yeah, he understands that he had that fear. Dude, I trust me. I get it. I was the guy that was thrown out of the house. Yeah. Like, I, I literally was on the street. So I totally get it. Like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Right. right? This is why we did it. This yeah. is why we started the podcast is because yeah. I think that there's a lot more that unites us than there is that divides us. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of hate being thrown at you guys for for ignorant reasons, just because you you do take a strong position and you, Absolutely. you, you do stand on what you believe in and. To a certain extent, I think everybody has to show appreciation for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so tell us, what, what brought you to Temecula? So I met my wife in Texas. I was, I was out there for, for quite a while. I used to be a, a commercial diver. I did underwater welding out there. I uh, met my wife one day, and uh, I kinda, we kind of did the reverse migration, right? Like, we're, we're the ones that were coming <laughs> back to California. But I wanted to start a business, and I knew the construction industry out here pretty well. And... Uh, I, I, I thought I could do it. I could start a business. I, I knew how to network. I still had a lot of people that I, I networked with out here in California. So um, we moved back and we rented a little tiny apartment in Huntington Beach for the first year we were back here. That wasn't cutting it for us. So then we rented a house in Costa Mesa. And I, I love Orange County. Like I, that's, you know, that's kind of where I knew where I grew up. Huntington Beach, you know, it's kind of like a small town in a big city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still very conservative. You know, they're, they're you know, normal people there. <laughs> you got a good mix. Um, it, it kind of started to unravel over there in Costa Mesa with all the homeless stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it started to get really sketchy because we, we lived in a neighborhood that kind of backed right up to the, the riverbed, the Santa Ana riverbed right there. And it became this huge, like, homeless encampment. So sun would go down, dude, and these people would pour out, like, something out of a zombie apocalypse into these neighborhoods. And they'd, they'd come in and they'd, you know, go, be going through car doors. I had a couple instances where, you know, I had a guy with a knife come at me, like, just crazy stuff. They opened up one of those needle exchanges about, uh, about yeah, it, it was about uh, <laughs> it was about a quarter mile away from our house, right? And it was this needle exchange, and you'd bring one used hypodermic needle back, and they'd give you twenty. And it was like, well, that they kept doing that. Well, where where did the other nineteen go, right? <laughs> well, I can tell you where they went. We were finding them in the gutters, on the streets, gosh, in the playground, in the you know, in the sandboxes crazy. at the playgrounds, and it was just like. The, we we got to get out of here. We got to we we need something different. And uh, my wife actually started working out here, and I came out here one day to to just to take her to lunch. And we went to to Old Town and sat down. I think we went to Espondine or something like that and sat mm. down. And dude, it reminds it it reminded us so much of Fort Worth where mm. we lived in Texas. It kind of had that same you know old cowboy kind of town, yeah, uh, small town feeling. It was kind of rural, but then it still had you know suburban kind of living in there and. Uh, started looking around and we're like dude this is cool like this, this, it's kind of like this weird little like conservative bubble over here in southwest riverside <laughs> county yeah. that's like yeah. i was like this is like the bible belt you know what i mean this is cool there are churches everywhere it's like family value you drive down the roads and it's like every other house is marine corps navy yeah. American yeah. Flag. Yeah. and i was like this is my kind of spot right like this this is something that i think we can get into so it, it it was a quick sell for us we we moved out and you know bought a house out here in 2019 and mm. um everything was going great and then three months later it was 14 days to slow the spread oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> what a at least you're out here when it kind of happened we kind of had the sheriff a bit on our side yeah yeah compared to oh that's crazy this so you're kind of here like pretty 2019 so it's pretty fresh yeah and yeah, then no, already like, to the school board 
The, oh, yeah. No, I wasn't here long before, you know, I kind of got... I, I didn't go looking for a fight. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, so what, what got you uh, into the school board thing? Because that seems like um, kind of a... Well, it's a big task, but yeah, yeah how'd you get into that? And I was kind of curious on how everybody kind of got <laughs> into that, and, and it's a big jump, right? Like it's, yeah. it's kind of one of these things because you know, I'm, I, I mean, I, I told you guys, I took the GED. You know, I didn't come from higher education. I I got an associate's degree when I went through my diving program because you know I like the the more technical right. education side of stuff, and I was a, a, a diver medic and some other things. But oh wow, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, formal education, no, it really wasn't my background. Um, I kind of had a different path. Um, but the COVID thing really is what, what got a lot of us up and off the, uh, off the couch. And so we started kind of um, paying attention to what the schools were doing. I mean, it, they, it came into my own home, you know, my, they, they kept my kid out of school. So we missed the whole last semester of that, you know, that first mm-hmm. year in 2020. And then 2021 was nothing. And they brought the, the, the classroom into our house online. Yeah. And so we're sitting there watching this and I'm going, man, I, I really hope it's just that like, they're really bad with the technology stuff right because if they're this bad like when they're in person in class and the the supports are this bad and like i mean yeah yeah we're in trouble right so Mm -hmm. there was also a lot of other issues that started to come up right around that same time so we're already frustrated about the COVID stuff we're looking into it we're researching it we're watching all of the you know stuff come down from sacramento california department of public health so i started speaking out about that that was one of the first things that got me involved but then I started researching, you know, the summer of, of you know, love with George Floyd's uh, mm. death, right, mm-hmm. where they mm. were burning cities down all over the place. And I'm we're watching all this stuff about critical race theory. And I'm I'm going, yeah, you know, OK, but not here. Right. Yeah. Until you start looking. And sure enough, you know, seven days after the death of George Floyd, our school board holds a special meeting with only one item on the agenda. And that's to pass a resolution. It was like. 2022-20-31. I can never remember the, the exact number, but it's a, a resolution reaffirming their commitment to equity. And they go through all of this stuff, and it's like it it's laced in critical race theory. They had attachments with it, and it talked about, you know, identifying and, and um, uh, assessing your own privilege and all this. And I'm going, this is this is the stuff. Like, this is how they work this stuff in there. <laughs> so, so, so all those people who have been saying that, like CRT isn't taught here. Fine, fair mm. enough. Right. But they conveniently leave that out of the the talking point. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's the first time I'm hearing. Of yeah, this. that was it was it was a week after George Floyd died that they felt like they needed to do this proclamation, this resolution that they passed. Hmm. And I remember seeing you at the school boards way back in the day. And it's funny that you mm-hmm. bring that up because like the other side kind of always they want to skip over the whole COVID mask stuff. That's really yeah. what kind of woke up a lot of us and people to go and like, Hey, kids yeah. should be wearing a mask. It's not good for them. You know, like can't have a two year old in a mask for a couple of years straight yeah. and expect them to socially develop properly. They can't read social cues. You know, yeah. even I was getting frustrated. Like I couldn't hear people. I'm like, what, what? I, even for me, I'm like, I just don't want to talk to them. Cause I kind of yeah. mumble and I don't hear that well. Yeah. Even when I grew up, I had a speech impediment. So I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine like it becomes frustrating. Like I'm just not going to talk like, yeah. You know, and there is something about being hidden. I always like it's probably way off, but I compare it like when you're a kid, like you're a ninja. There's something <laughs> about being hidden that kind of feels like if you're kind of an yeah. insecure kid, which I was. Yeah. Um, there's something to that wearing the mask. Yeah. It's it's a weird. Well, there there was a lot of kids that were retreating into that and using it as a defense mechanism, and it was causing a lot of mental health problems. And I was talking to a lot of people about this. So, and and that so 
COVID wasn't the wasn't the problem. It was the trigger. And, yeah. and that's what set a lot of other things in motion because when a crisis happens, that's when you need leaders. That's when you need people who know how to communicate, who know how to talk, who, who know how to you know, read their community and, and communicate effectively. And so that was the big problem. And, and here, was the, here was the trigger for me. Uh, my son has epilepsy. So mm. my son had, had been on medication for epilepsy for years. And he, he was uh, diagnosed at two years old. Um, here he was, five, uh, five going on six, um, about to start kindergarten. And we have no idea what they're doing with this masking guidance and all this other stuff. Well, he had been on this medication for three and a half years called Kepra. And if you, okay. go Google this stuff, it's poison. And I don't know, like, God bless the fact that he is seizure-free today and that medication played a role in that. But this stuff is like feeding these little kids demon laced like crack it's insane mm. the stuff um that the side effects are like um um epilepsy self-harm and <laughs> like you know what i mean like oh, yeah. they have this thing called kepra rage and it's like i mean your your sweet little you know two-year-old boy i mean imagine him just screaming yelling fighting biting i mean crazy wow. stuff and my wife and i endured this for years and he was finally, you get to that two-year mark of being completely seizure-free. And these little kids, their brains have this ability to rewire themselves. Uh -huh. So we had gotten to that two-year mark and working with his neurologist. And we're so excited. We're taking him off of this medication about a month and a half before he's supposed to start kindergarten. And now they want to put a mask on him. <sighs> and unfortunately for kids with epilepsy, that mask can actually provoke a seizure because it's it's limiting the amount of oxygen and it's it's raising their CO2 levels, right? Yeah. And so we're talking to his doctor. His doctor's saying you shouldn't do that. Like, it's it, it could be bad, but if he has another seizure, we're going to have to put him back on that medication. And I'm going, oh, no. Yeah. We don't want to do that. I mean, he's going to be labeled as a bad kid. He's going to end up right. having an IEP, all this other stuff. We don't want to go down that road. We right. just want him to have a normal kindergarten experience and here my wife and I are stuck with this impossible decision so here's what we did we reached out to the school district okay and we said listen our kid needs a medical exemption like he's got epilepsy he can't wear this mask like there's got to be some other modifications or some other things that can be done what can you do for us so here's what they told us they said you've got two options Mr. and Mrs. Gonzalez they said you can send your son to school we um, with an alternative mask, which is basically one like of those face, face shields shield that you use while you're grinding, <laughs> and it had to have a two foot neck drape. I said the kid's only three feet tall. Yeah, like it, it's gonna be down to his knees. What are you talking about? And I always pictured like you know when your dog gets like neutered or spayed, and they put that cone yeah, on their head, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this yeah. is a kindergartner, dude. This yeah. is a six year old, right? So he said, well, your other option is you can you can homeschool him. Wow. And uh, th those aren't options, right? So we were pumping him up too, man. Yeah. Like we never wanted our kid to be that one that's like latched onto dad's leg For on the sure. first day of school and screaming and crying. Like we were like, dude, you finally get to go to school with your big sister. Like he is stoked. He is so psyched for his first day of school. Like he's running towards the classroom. So we couldn't rob him of that. I'm kind of taken back and this yeah, happens all too. the time to us. Like, uh, when, uh, Steve was sitting here, I, we didn't understand all his, his, his breadth of experience as a, mm -hmm. as an educator. And this is the cool part about doing this is yeah. we learn who you are and it's like, Whoa, like that's why like me and Daniel were thought like everybody has their story. Like you were saying with, uh, I think it was Josh, 
you know, it's like how much you relate yeah. to someone who's on the complete opposite side. Of dis- I know I disagree with him on 90% of his stuff too. Yeah. But I'm still curious because the way you grow up and stuff just has such an impact on the way you perceive the world and just the fact that you can make the change at 20 years old and uh, almost, you know, kind of hitting rock bottom and yeah. what faith in God has done for you. And I hear mm-hmm. it all the time, even with, like you said, with the 12 steps, I agree. Like I was telling Danny, the people I admire the most in this world are um, sober people. Right. Especially people that actually like struggle, like true, true addicts that have stayed sober during this whole time, right. especially the last couple of years. Yeah. That just speaks volumes to me on their character just yeah. on their it's just it's so easy to just do escape I, dude, with, I, the, with the world that's going on like how could you not want to escape and just kind of numb yeah. out yeah there's there, there's no there's no benefit to it right and and frankly i i don't want the light on me like th- this is not about me right like i'm 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 in this position i have you know it's an honor and a privilege to serve this community but it, it's about this community that, that I love. Yeah. And it's about, you know, it's about just doing what's right. And I'm sorry, man, but like having a dad's perspective up there, you know, a blue collar guy like us, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I look like a lot of our community. Yeah. You know? Like we you all do. come you from are. some stuff. Yeah. Like we all, you know, we, we work hard. We, we love our families. You know, the guy, the guy that we're talking about, bro, sitting here, listening to that guy get choked up talking about his kids. Right. Like, dude, you have me choked up because yeah. that's how I feel, right? When we talk about our kids and when we're we're looking at our kids and we want what's best for our kids, like that hits us all in that same place. That's yeah. being a dad, right. right? Yeah. And and that's what we keep getting away from is it's it's about all the other stuff. It's about all the the the, the trans issues. It's about LGBTQ issues. It's about critical race. No, it's not. What it's about is community. And how are we going to teach our kids to be civic minded, responsible citizens of this community? And how are we going to talk about this stuff constructively? Because right now we're just yelling at each other. Yeah. yeah. And nothing gets accomplished that way. Yeah. We, we both have valid points. And a lot of them, you know, I agree with. And we when we find compromise, dude, that's when it's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's when it's beautiful. But I got to tell you my side of it in order for us to find that compromise. Right. Right. Yeah. The second I say what my side is, like, I, I get shouted down, you know? I get yelled at. I get called. I, I have a Nazi haircut, you know? And <laughs> that's what I was told, dude. That's what I get these emails. Dude, and I was like, I did not know that my haircut dated back to the 40s, but, you know, I, I get, thanks, I guess. I, I don't even know what to say to that. I, I think, I'm, I think I'm the first Hispanic man ever ever, uh, <laughs> ever elected to the board of trustees in, in Temecula. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't think there's ever been another Hispanic. It's all white people, right? Like, but it's always been. You're a right? Nazi. You're the Nazi. I, I, here I go. You know what I mean? It's this like, is crazy. I, yeah, I don't get wow. it. Yeah, they, it's true what you said. you got to hear other people stories like hearing josh's story in his background and yeah. i always say that too it's like when you listen to their side and stuff it's hypothetically if what they were saying was happening i would be just as upset as they would yeah. if it was happening like the yeah. way they're per- portraying it i'd be like totally. oh yeah that's horrible like oh wait this happened like yeah that's wrong like no mm-hmm. parents should beat their kid to death overcoming like if that was happening i'd be like no, i'll be the yeah. i'll be on your side like yeah dude like handle that like right. see call cps it's a tricky thing of like, but what they're, and then what they, when we say it's happening, they're like, that's not happening at all. And then we have the evidence of whether it be, that's the crazy thing with like news and social media, you know, to me, you really can't trust the news. And that's been going on for a while, you yeah. know, especially, like I said, my eyes were open during COVID before that I wasn't political. I didn't really pay attention sure. to be honest before Trump. I'm not the biggest Trump fan per se, you know, like 
I was yeah, not likewise. really. No, I was not. I was not really into it. Yeah, I just wasn't really paying attention, to be honest. Yeah. Obama, George Bush, but then you start. COVID made me look at like, okay, if they maybe lied about this because stuff isn't adding up with all of it, you know, they're all the stuff they had the answer for didn't make sure. sense. Like you said, the mask and the vaccine and blah yeah. blah blah. Like, <laughs> when you realize that it wasn't adding up, you kind of think like, all right, if they're like not telling the truth on that, and they're acting as if they're they're 100% right when you know they're yeah. not because even they're telling you they're not they flip-flop it makes you look back at other things and you can't help but question almost everything and then you go back in history like oh my god yeah it's like half the stuff they're telling us a yeah. lie like it doesn't make any sense and then you like oh the winner you know yeah the winner tells history it's like oh that's yeah that the makes sense too it's like geez why don't i think of that you know it's like yeah. when i'm looking at history it's like well the winner's gonna make themselves look like they were the good guy they want to yeah. be like i was the bad guy yeah, well, but, unfortunately, all those tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists, like, it just started being proven right, like, time yeah, and yeah, time yeah, and yeah. time again. What's, and it, what's it was that almost theory? laughable, it says, right? It said, like, conspiracy theory is just another way of saying not proven right yet. <laughs> oh, something yeah. like that is something like that. Right? I, yeah, know. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you, though, but that's that's the funniest part is, like, I, I know I, I speak for myself, but I think this this applies to a lot of people is, like, uh, we all used to be Democrats, right? Like, yeah. yes, they I didn't change. <laughs> the parties like have moved <laughs> beyond what is rational thinking for me. Yeah. So now I just happen to vote for, you know, the people in this bracket only because they're they're not doing, you know, crazy, insane stuff. Right. right? And yeah. I, I, but I, I didn't like Bush particularly. But mm -hmm. I voted for Obama his first term. The second term, I was like, you know what? This stuff's getting crazy with the safe spaces and all this other stuff. Like, right. it's just going it's going in a direction I don't agree with, right? But, um, but yeah, it's it's funny because like party lines, all of that stuff, like, I, it, it it's not the end all be all, right? It, it's what we're talking about here is community, and the parties have shifted. The, the yeah. Democratic Party has gone so far progressive and ideological that it's just I I don't even know. I don't I don't I don't understand it. Like well, it just old, doesn't compute. The old school liberal Democrat liberal used to be like anti war. Uh, they want a small free government. Speech. Yeah, free speech. It's so funny, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like, but I've kind of noticed that throughout these last couple of years is the manipulation of language. If you could just change yeah. the meaning of a word or make the word very, very vague, like discrimination, uh, climate change, uh, prejudice. You know, if you just make the word so vague mm -hmm. that it kind of fits, kind of whatever you want to kind of put it towards. Absolutely. Without any further thought of like, hold on, hold on, that's not what I mean. Like they're calling know. us Nazi terrorists for like you know yeah. it's like well well you can't call me that like that's not what it means. Well, I, I, was I don't know to about Josh too about oh, yeah, that yeah. where he's like, yeah I may a be an asshole, an asshole but an asshole's not a Nazi. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But like <laughs> Nazis and assholes like yeah, yeah that might be true but an asshole yeah. you can't just yeah. reverse that. I want to bring it in real quick because you sir. Mr. Gonzalez gave us some homework to look at over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and did this you guys, thing, <laughs> this a lot of thing homework. had me. This is a this is a game that uh, you guys ever watch Dan Bongino on his podcast? Yeah. I, I've seen uh -huh. him, dude. Yeah. He does this funny thing. I always think it's hilarious because he's always going, like, you know, show me the receipts, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like, let me show you, dude. Here you yeah. go, right? And so I thought it'd be funny because I keep talking about it. And everybody looks at me like I got something grown out of my ears or something because it's right. like a game of follow the bouncing ball, right? Exactly. And unless you sit down and unpack it, but once you start to see it, it's like you can't unsee it. And you're like, that is crazy. Is this going to become public? 
Absolutely. There's there's absolutely nothing private about these documents. It was okay. just never shared with the public. And honestly, I don't know why it was never put in in the actual um, um, title sheet when it was agendized. Right. Like they didn't give it to the public. But I I listen. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to be that person that that assigns any type of you know nefarious type of intent or anything like that. I, I give some grace to the existing administration staff because they were in a in a change right when this was happening, right? Yeah. Like, the superintendent was working on this, was holding all of this very close to the vest, was not allowing any of the cabinet or anybody to speak with the board. Mm-hmm. She had this information. And then when she got let go, Dr. Velez stepped in. And I will tell you that since Dr. Velez took over, we've gotten more done in the last two months than we did the whole first entire seven months hmm. that Jody was there. She has picked this up. She ran with it, and we got this over the finish line in like thirty days. Oh wow! So for, under for her our, leadership, for our okay. listeners, I want you to understand what we have in our hands. What we have in our hands is the exact, the exact parental feedback from the TCI curriculum. All of the feedback, all of the comments, who who agreed, who didn't agree, and again, it's it's anonymous. It's time stamped, and it says uh, from what school. But um, I just want to go through this chronologically because yeah. I think that's that's one of the biggest things because I think this explains mm-hmm. gives gives good reason as to why Jody had to go number yeah. one and number two explains the lack of involvement of Absolutely. parents in our community that was really happening even though <laughs> everybody's saying oh there was no lack of involvement yeah. so um so first of all this curriculum was. Uh, introduced in September of 2022, (laughs) right? So on March 27th, the books were hosted at the district office for review for two weeks. Correct. But let me, let me, let me, let me me paint the scene before, because because it's important that you guys understand this part of it, because this is behind the scenes stuff. March 27th wasn't the first I heard about this curriculum. So this curriculum, I actually had an envelope dropped on my front doorstep from a community member. And I believe the community member was actually a teacher in the pilot. And she had taken shots on her phone of this stuff and printed it and left it on my doorstep so that I could see this stuff that was in this curriculum. And she said, this is like third and fourth graders. Like, why are we talking about this stuff? Right. So it had a note inside and it had these pictures and I'm opening it like all cautiously, right? <laughs> I opened this stuff up. I Make looked sure at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know these days. Yeah, right? yeah, I get a lot right. of, I get a lot of fan mail. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, but that was the first I saw anything in this curriculum. So oh, I wow. actually brought this to Dr. McClay's attention back in February. And I told her, I said, Hey, you know, I understand there's this curriculum. It's, you know, supposedly it's already been approved. Um, my understanding is that the curriculum adoption committee had already kind of approved this i don't know when it's coming to the board but we need to sit down and have a conversation prior to you bringing this to the board because frankly i don't think it's going to have the support and i don't think it does any of our community a service to put this out there just for it to get shot down and start a whole nother you know hailstorm. and i'm telling you i've been trying to do this stuff with dr mcclay for seven months I have given her so many opportunities to say, hey, work with me. So so you went right? to her and said, hey, parents should probably know that this stuff is in there. That was your first interaction with her. I said, I have concerns about this as a parent, but you know what? I'm nobody. What do the parents think about it? What's the process? How do we get this? So she explained to me, this is Jody. Jody explains to me right at the end of, um, yeah, it's kind of the end 
beginning of March, it would have been by the time she kind of circled back with me. But she said, oh, this is what we do. Yeah, when we do a pilot, we're, we're surveying the parents all the way through the whole pilot process. There was like 1,300 kids involved in the pilot, and we're surveying all these kids. And so we'll, we'll get you that data, right? And I said, oh, okay. So I'm waiting for this to happen. In the meantime, March 27th, right? So- First day of spring break. They make this curriculum only available at the district office, inside the district office, from the hours that the district office is open. So what is that, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., right? Where normal parents are working, first of all. Second of all, it's the first day of spring break, and they make it available for two (laughs) weeks. It's spring break. Nobody's here. And, And I'm sorry, but, like, okay, whether or not it was intentional... I mean, that's a bad look, right? I mean, if you want to tell me that you don't want parents to be involved and you want to try and slide this under the radar, I mean, that would be the way you do it, right? Right. And I said, no, listen, I'm not good with this. Like, I want that feedback. I want to look at that stuff. They ended up putting it in that next that next meeting okay on the agenda for the next yeah, yeah. meeting you i want can you you walk us through this and yeah. I, if, if you no don't problem. mind because you yeah. you gave me these bullet points and and i've uh, this is i think it's just uh it's better for the listener because this yeah. is this is coming well, from yeah, you and, and i'm and, gonna throw questions and at if you anything is like unclear because there's a lot to yeah. unpack here right yeah. but like i want you guys to walk away with a clear understanding of exactly just how crazy oh yeah. this whole process was and and unnecessarily right which is the main point right uh-huh. it didn't have to be all this yeah so um so yeah so march 27th they put it out there for two weeks everybody gets back from from spring break right that that monday uh, in april and uh that next tuesday we have a board meeting so it's available for two weeks the kids come back to school on monday it's up for a vote on that next tuesday at the next board meeting i talk i tell dr mcclay i said listen I want all of the parent feedback on this. I want you to give it to me prior to this board meeting. I was like, or we need to pull this off because what's going on? You haven't given me this data. I've been asking for it. And that's why I brought you guys these because I want you to look at the dates. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see anything from March? No. The no. first date any of this feedback was provided is March or is April April, 20th. 20, April 19th. Yeah. April 19th. April 19th and 20th, which coincides with what date? <laughs> so April 11th we pulled it on April 19th they they added the books at the school sites so that parents could go in and they could see it while it's right there at the school not having to go all the way up to the district office uh-huh. we demanded that they make this stuff available online because it's it's difficult for working yeah. parents to yeah. go it's it's within the normal hours where we drop our kids off at school we go do work right <laughs> right yeah and then we come back and get our kids unless you happen to have you know a stay-at-home mom or dad right that, right, right. that, that can do that which but, which in our community is not the majority i mean i listen we we live in southern california i i don't know a lot of people that don't have two income families right right? like everybody's got some kind of side hustle so um but but i i i said that immediately well they told us no no no, there's there's uh uh, copyright laws where we're not allowed to share the content on online because the publisher won't let us because they're afraid people are going to rip it off and print from it or whatever and i said well listen if they don't want to make it available online then we shouldn't be doing business with them like yeah. that that that's point blank, right? Everything's so, online. <laughs> so on on April nineteenth, this is the first time they ever polled those pilot parents. So you heard about the thirteen hundred kids that were involved in the pilot, right. right? Yeah, the first time anybody ever asked them what they thought of the pilot 
was on the 19th of April. They started this pilot back in September of the fall of the previous year. They never pulled the pilot parents. They never did it. They never asked them what they thought. They never surveyed them. So they had a list of who those pilot kids were. They sent it out. And that's where this first document came in. 45 people responded to it. 15 of them left comments. 11 of the comments that were left were all negative. Let me read one of the comments. Let me read <laughs> yeah, my there's favorite some gems one. In there. Let me oh. read my favorite one. Yeah, I didn't know that. Taking parents' opinions on the books when the parents didn't read the book and weren't there when the kids were using them seems to maybe not be the best route to go to find the validity of this book if it teaches kids. You can do better than that. What other? Let's see. And this is just the first packet yeah. of feedback. What this other is a good ones? one. This Go is, ahead. I like this one. As a parent, I am not aware of what is being taught in my child's class unless homework comes home for that subject or by looking at grades in IC. Right? So this parent is essentially saying, dude, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? How about this like, one? I asked my child about this and they had no clue. How about this one? Other than reviewing assigned work, I don't believe enough information was shared with parents about this curriculum. Or how about this one? <laughs> no. You're right. No. How about how about the, <laughs> the very first comment? You didn't even have to look far. And this is what caught my eye when we were in the in, in the meeting when this was provided, because this was handed to us the night that it finally got put on the agenda for us to consider and vote. Of course on, it was. Right. So this is what I'm looking at. And the first thing I did is look down. At the, it was given to us the night of, not even like, you know, 40, 72 hours in advance. It was sitting on my desk when we came in and had to consider <laughs> voting on this. I had not been given any parental feedback. Crazy, so up, as far as I know, when I'm sitting down to vote on this, like no parents had been involved in this at all. The teachers met, the teachers decided, and it was this, you know, we know best kind of attitude. And of the course. parents were get completely getting left out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was wrong. Right. So I looked down and here's the first thing I get. I didn't get any info on any pilot programs or what they included. So I have no idea if this was effective or not. Right. Yeah. This is the feedback I got. Right. So the first action was, listen, guys, I have concerns. Right. I'm, and I'm, I'm just putting on my dad hat right now. And I, and I made that very clear in my comments at that meeting. I said, as a parent, I find it morally, you know, bankrupt to be using these type of people. And and I, I didn't even go into some of the other content that I knew was in that, that chapter, that unit 12. Um, I brought up Harvey Milk specifically because I don't understand like why he's glorified so much. I think that I, it'd be like, <laughs> I mean, do you know much about the guy? Yeah. I mean, the, the guy was literally in city politics for a total of five years. Right. Right. Like they're not putting Zach Schwank's name on the side of warships, dude. Like yeah. that's that's like what it would be equivalent to, right? Is right. he was a local local politician, local guy, like camera. I think he sold cameras, right? Like there was nothing like amazing about this guy. He didn't like yeah. have any landmark legislation that he authored and passed. Yeah. Like he just happened to be a gay man in who California. was who was who was assassinated. Well. Not right. having to do with his sexuality. <laughs> yeah, at I'm all. with you. I'm right. with you. Like honestly, yeah. I think he might have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time because right. the target yeah. was the the, the main. Well, it was uh-huh. it was his yeah. it was a political opponent right. that came in. Yeah, and that was the a other disgruntled thing. employee. Yeah. It was a guy who it's a guy who was getting fired. And, and it killed him, and then also killed the right. mayor of right. uh, San Francisco. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And 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 I don't say that to 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 belittle the man at all because no, for sure. It, and we'll get into this later on. Yeah. But I, 
never and at no time did I say that there is no point in time through in K through 12 education that we probably shouldn't talk about the experiences of the gay and lesbian movement. Here's here's where it gets difficult for me. And um, I'm, I'll, I'll say this as carefully as possible. But like I I'm just going to I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Right. Like I, I personally don't understand trying to have a conversation about sexuality with a kid that you haven't had the conversation about what sexuality even is. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't at, at a public school system. It's not until seventh grade that we f first. Ha well, excuse me. There is a fifth grade health unit that is very kind of basic and parents can go and look at that. They can they can read that. But it's usually not until middle school that we actually have like a sex education class where we actually kind of break down what some of the birds and the bees are. And mm -hmm. by that age, you know, those kids, you know, they're they they. They know something's going on, right? Yeah, they, right. They've, they've got a little bit of life experience. They're a little bit more mature. My issue is t starting to have that conversation without context with a 9-year-old, a 10-year-old. They, You're planting seeds, and there is no foundation that you're trying to build on, right? Mm -hmm. And you're just giving them blanket information, planting that seed, saying this is good, this is you know wholesome, this is great. The Gay Liberation Front is a wonderful organization. Well, it's like when we talk about racism in this country, right? We we want to teach real the history. Yeah. We want real yeah. history. We yeah. want the context. We want the good, the bad, the ugly, because we want to understand. And if we're going to understand, you have to talk about it in its totality. For sure. It's not simple enough to talk about Dr. King and the I Have a Dream speech with third and fourth graders, right? Yeah. Yeah. That You're talking about something that is part of sexuality. Yeah. And all we were saying was, listen, like in kindergarten through fifth grade, maybe that's not an appropriate conversation to have. Maybe we change that. Maybe we focus on talking about families, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what's important. We're talking about families and families are made up very differently. Some have, you know, multicultural families. Some parents are, are, have, have two moms, maybe two dads in the house. You know, maybe you have a mom and a dad. Maybe you've got a single parent. Maybe grandma and grandpa raise you. Maybe you understand. So when you're at a, at a, elementary or a primary school level like we talk about families we mm -hmm. talk about what your family looks like yeah what is your family made up of? how did you know what what how is love you know shown and experienced in your home right like you you don't have to get into sexuality right mm -hmm. you right. don't have to get into that topic and I, honestly I, I i wouldn't want to be a teacher having to teach <laughs> fourth yeah. grade social yeah. science right it puts them in a weird position because it's like Okay, I got to cover this topic, but now I'm like walking on eggshells around this topic, right? Like, I don't want to cross any lines yeah. and, you know, forbid you have a, a, a teacher who's a person of faith who's like, yeah, no, yeah, right? So, what ends up happening is, and, and I truly think this happens a lot, especially here in Temecula. I think we, we approve the book, we approve the lesson, and then it never sees the light of day. And these teachers will either skip over it or not use it. And you, you understand? Yeah, yeah. But that's not why we make policy. We make policy for the 0.001% incident that's going to happen. And it's going to blow up into this big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like Angels in America at, at the, at the, the drama, yeah. At yeah, the drama to club, make it right? High school. Like, dude, that all could have been avoided with some simple, like, Maybe, maybe we notify these parents of what's going on and right. that these books are potentially, you know, going to be something that, that these kids, like hmm. any kind of step that you can put in place 
to make sure that we are content neutral right like that's that's the point yeah because we don't want to discriminate against anybody who's from that community but we also don't want to discriminate against people of faith people Mm -hmm. people the faith community or just families that maybe don't agree with that kind of stuff right like we we don't know where anybody lands so why not keep it content neutral so yeah and and i think that that's i think that i think that that's one of the biggest points with this thing yeah is because when you give the illusion that you <laughs> when you give the illusion of parental feedback, yeah. when you actually didn't get parental feedback, mm-hmm. and then you have no corrective action to right. fix that, yeah. um, that creates more. Of, it looks like you have something to hide. Yeah, and and I think a lot of parents are frustrated about that. That's that's uh, me specifically as a parent. I was frustrated about that. Yeah. I'm like I, I had no idea about this. I didn't know. Okay, about this pilot program until the board meeting that I walked in (laughs) when you brought up the emails at the bottom of uh, the the notification at the bottom of an email regarding school yearbooks. Remember when you brought that up? Absolutely. That school board meeting, I was sitting next to Derek. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. And I'm sitting there like, what? What? Yeah. And I overlooked it. My wife caught it. Because I, I mean, I look at all of them because, you know, one, I'm an involved parent and two, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a school board member. So I like to look through all of these things, right. check them out, you know, but it was about the yearbooks. And I was like, we're, we're not even getting a yearbook this year. We got one last <laughs> yeah, year. It's <laughs> elementary school, right? I was like, you know, uh, come on. What could possibly gotta buy go two wrong? of them. Like, <laughs> no. So we were just like, we're probably not going to do it this year. So I completely overlooked. And she goes, oh, hey, there's something at the bottom. So anyways. I want to I want to walk yeah, you through yeah, the rest yeah, of this because this, where it, get, this yeah. is where it got weird. Please. Okay, so understand that I had forty five responses the first time this came to the board meeting. That was on uh, what was that May sixteenth, right? Yeah. So May sixteenth. This is the first time that the yep. board actually voted on this, where we had these forty five original responses in front of us. This is all that existed. Forty five right? respondents. Yeah. For a September comments, pilot, right? For a pilot, pilot thirteen hundred students. A yeah. total of forty-five people responded with, up until the out point of thirteen hundred that are in the pilot program. In the pilot with program. fifteen with comments 15 and eleven negatives. Right. So eleven out of fifteen. Okay. Yeah, and right. and we don't we don't honestly know kind of where everybody else landed based on the questions that right. were asked, but we can go off of the comments and say, okay, we have comments. If there's fifteen and eleven of them are bad, like those are the people that actually cared enough to respond and give us 15 out of right? 1300 <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like a joke but like yeah out of the 1300 yeah. families so 15 actually took the time to comment yeah Good. yeah and this this actually happened after they made it available in the district office so yeah yeah they they sent this out after we pulled it off the agenda at the first time that came up at a board meeting okay. yeah, so gotcha, gotcha. this is when i started to kind of raise the flag yeah and right. so this is what i got and it was yeah. 45 people and they never pulled the 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 community they never talked to any of the pilot parents and i said something's rotten in denmark we need to look at this so let's pull this let's pull it back and let's sit down and let's let's go through a plan let's figure out how to get community engagement here let's right. discuss this well that's when the that's when the, the the force feeding started right because this is when they started trying to jam this down our throats and they were like no we're gonna make things uncomfortable we're gonna make sure we get this across we're gonna put it at every meeting up until you guys finally get sick of it and and voted in because enough pressure has come right is that so, when they said that there's 
the narrative that they were like banning all social studies books. banning books that's that became Is that the that was narrative. the narrative based on this because yeah. they didn't they didn't get enough feedback right yeah and so they needed more this well, is when gotcha because, now it makes sense yeah but because the people who oppose the three go to the board and they see at the meeting that right. they don't want this curriculum they don't understand that the feedback was never done properly. It was done at the very end. And even right. then it was garbage, right. so garbage that they didn't even present it to the public. Right. So then those public people started saying that their goal is to just not pass this curriculum because they have issues and gotcha. they're passing their own right. ideologies. When really you guys are looking at the feedback and saying there was none. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And if you guys remember, like it was the, it was it was kind of that that uh, that last week of school, right? And and this is when all the crazy started, right? This is when all the the book banning language came up. This is when their you know Edgar Diaz was on the news saying that you know the school board wasn't gonna have curriculum for kids starting next year. Then yeah. you know so at that point when they forced this vote on there, right? At on May sixteenth, what they did was they put us on the hot seat knowing dang well that we didn't have what we needed to pass that curriculum. They knew that they we just didn't wanted feel, it passed. They knew that we didn't feel like we had enough parental involvement to, to get that across the line. And listen, if I'm going to take myself out of a situation, that's fine. Give me enough feedback that says that we talk to all the parents and the parents in this community are okay with this because it's like I've told you before, it's not about me, right? I have my values. I have my convictions. I don't believe it's appropriate, but you know what? If, the whole community is pooled and you've got all this feedback from them and they say, you know, hey, we're good with it. We trust our teachers and all that. Great. They they can override me. That's the point of this whole thing. Right. right? So that's what I was looking for. Well, when I didn't get that, guess what? They put me in this position because I share a lot of their values and their morals and their principles. They know I'm a dad. This affects my kids. I had a I had a fourth grader at the time. Right. Like, yeah. Like this is I'm I'm I, I got skin in the game. So. After that happened, this is when the teachers started going out in front of the schools with the, the little the little palm cards, right, with the, the QR code on it, saying, the school board wants to ban books. Here's a QR code. Go support teachers. Go support teachers. Go support teachers. Well, I'm sorry. had nothing to do with the teachers. The teachers were the only ones that, have, that, that like, through the process, did their job, you know? They, they got into the pilot. They, they yeah. broke down the curriculum. They actually chose the most conservative option that – that we had available to us that was approved by the California Department of Education, right? They went through it. They, I mean, they, they did their job. The failure was on the side of the administration. And then when we tried to get that fixed, our, our current superintendent, Dr. McClay, decided to dig her heels in. And not only dig her heels in, but start reaching out to Tony Thurmond and Newsom oh, really? and all of these other people. And now all of these outside influencers are coming into Temecula mm. and getting involved in our oh. local decision instead of just taking the meeting with me and saying, hey, let's work through this, right? So instead of doing that, I had a meeting scheduled with her and our whole curriculum team on, um, it was June, uh, June, Friday, June 6th. I had a meeting scheduled with all of them. They made the decision to do these like community forum events, right? And and basically what they did was a sales pitch. They didn't show any of the curriculum. They didn't open a single book, show a single chapter. Not They didn't go over any of the concerns that had already been brought up, right? right? This was literally like a sales pitch. They brought in a couple of teachers to talk about how wonderful and interactive it was. They brought in the, 
the the people who sell the 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 publishers to talk about the interactive features that the teachers use we don't care we're talking about what is my kid going to see in the classroom bring the book open it up do a short video and explain to me you already know we've got issues with certain parts of this book tell right. me how you want to to cover that topic like make us comfortable with how this is going to be rolled out in our district right they wouldn't listen to me they wouldn't want to do it they wouldn't sit down with me um and and i canceled the meeting when they rolled this out i said i i'm going to be in these community forums i will listen attentively and i attended both nights and it was nothing burger it, it, it was horrible. Hmm. It didn't give any information. It didn't provide any additional, you know, uh, insight into what the curriculum was, how it was being taught, what, nothing. So as that's going on, they're soliciting a bunch of extra feedback. Everything uh. from that, everything from this first one that they did before we voted it down, right? everything after that was tainted. Yeah, and you, and you can see it in the comments. Yeah. I'll, I'll read one comment in the, the second batch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am furious with Jen Wiersma, Dr. K, and Danny Gonzalez for not <laughs> supporting the social studies curriculum. Teachers who work so hard on it and our children who will lose out on educational opportunities because of a petty, hateful vendetta. This is about parental feedback. Right. That's, what you got, that's what your guys' halt on this was. Right was more parental engagement we wanted and what people, they did was they spun it. Well, and that's the thing is we wanted people to see the curriculum. We wanted people to interact with the curriculum. We wanted them to see the book. Like, we don't care. Like, you've got, I, personally, right? So I've got a second and a fifth grader, right? I would have liked to have looked at first first grade, which they were in, fourth grade, which they were in, and then the books they're going to look at next year. Yeah. I would have loved to just open up those books and look through them and say, oh, okay, you know, I, I, I can get with this. Like, I can I can see that. I understand this, right? I wasn't given the opportunity. They never made the books available online. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the publisher who said that they couldn't make the books available online changes their mind. And all of a sudden, now they make the books available online. Hmm. And they got this lengthy process of login. You got to get a teacher's login. It's real tough to do. And yeah, I had mentioned that in my <laughs> the first podcast. So yeah. like, oh, like I was lying about it. I was yeah. like, that's just what I heard with a QR code. I heard it, it was, was like tricky to get into. Dude, you had to like log in, and then you could log into one and look at one. Uh, I think it's one like grade level. Yeah. And then if you wanted to look at anything else, you had to like trash that password and then go back. It was just. It, they do this, right? Yeah. It, it wasn't very easy. It wasn't, and that's okay. Listen, look, the effort was there. I appreciated the effort after the fact, right? Because we've been yelling about this. We've been screaming about, like, people need to be able to see this, and they have to spend the time at their home when it's convenient for them to really be able to go and look at this stuff and and to be thoughtful about, you know, it how they feel like about it. It sounds like they're trying, game. I'm playing devil's advocate, like I said, trying to pull a fast one on you. They didn't expect you to actually be like, oh, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Right. They might have thought, like, oh, push it through. Like, no one's going to look at this. But yeah. this is what I think that we're dealing with. This is And this is what I try to tell parents when I talk to them is, like, I think the three board members that are trying to get recalled are destroying the status quo. You guys are actually standing on parental rights, parental engagement. You guys are listening to your constituents where a lot of the people who get in that position are probably more political. They run on a platform like every politician we see and then they never fulfill their promises and they just fall in line with what they're supposed to do. And I, I appreciate you guys standing yeah. up there and taking the bullets. This is why I come out and speak. This is why Derek is so involved is because yeah. it's like I, I don't feel like 
I'm on your team. I feel like yeah. you're on my team. And that. and that's that's different. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So um, thank you, man. Thank you for yeah. for all of this. You, you keep 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 going with this though. This, right? it, I mean, it's almost over because this is when that that. <laughs> That was kind of the last straw for me. The the action that was taken on June 5th and 6th showed me by them blowing off my meeting when they knew that we were sitting down to strategize on how to get that parental feedback piece. Because at the at this point, understand that we had already voted against this curriculum, right? right. The only people that could bring this back to the board for a vote for reconsideration is one of the members that voted against it, the prevailing members who voted against it. N- nobody else can bring it back. They mm-hmm. tried multiple times, right? I think right. it was TVA tried once and, you know, whatever. Um, it had They had to convince us at this point, right? And so I, I told them, this is what we need. Sit down with me. Let's come up with a game plan so that we can get this across the finish line. We know our kids need textbooks. If this is going to be what we decide on, that's fine. But let's work through it, okay? When they pulled the move on June 5th and 6th and went through this, you know, feedback loop and they were out here, you know, getting all the, it, it became clear to me they were just trying to stack the numbers there was people out there that, that were activists that were trying to just you know smear us and put pressure nobody really cared about getting actual feedback on the curriculum that that was the last straw for me um, and that's when I said I, I think we need new leadership moving forward mm-hmm. uh, and that was the next action that the board took um, because that showed an inability for us to work together as a team to, to get through some of these issues, even when they're divisive, even when we disagree, it doesn't matter. We need to come together and we need to work together. Right. And I said this earlier and I'm going to stand by it, um, even though it may be unpopular amongst, you know, some circles. I, I really don't care. Since Kimberly Velez took over, we've been getting things done. She she has been a workhorse and she has been willing to help us to get these things done in the district. We're still looking for our forever superintendent. But in that person's absence, Kimberly has been somebody that we've been able to work through these things mm-hmm. with. And everything changed the second Jody went out the door because we actually did that. We sat down with this curriculum and we worked through it. And we got to, we, I mean, we, we were honest about what we wanted. We were honest about like how we felt, what the parents were telling us. When it came back to the board, they still didn't pull out that specific module in, in the curriculum. And that was the vote against it was, no, listen, here's the last point we're going to get through. Because we did sit down and go through the entire parent, um, uh, the community feedback portion. So we sat down and... Because there, there were multiple packets there, of feedback. and there, Well, there was multiple issues that we were working through with community involvement and then the actual like content of it, right? Mm. Um, they, they dealt with the, the community involvement portion, and that's, that's still to come. Um, you guys, I don't think it's been presented to the community yet. But, I mean, hours and hours and hours of work went into that. We completely changed the system and the way that it works moving forward. Hmm. And that's going to be shared with everybody really soon. We have, we're going to have community-involved committees. Uh, it, it's a complete from top to bottom change. We're waiting, actually, for the curriculum committee on secondary to meet and I think they were just meeting last week to talk about how we get community involvement in those secondary committees as well so um, just foreshadowing that's that's things to come but we are working through all of that that was that was Kimberly Velez saying you know okay listen guys she's out she didn't let us talk to you we were not allowed to speak to you board members so now that that she's not there I'm coming into this I'm getting a full understanding of everything that's happened up to this point let's let's get this done and that's what we did so after we voted against that, um, 
that was the first time somebody said, well, we've got these 400, you know, pieces of, of community feedback and all of this. And I'm going, what are you talking about? Right. The only notification and I printed it out for you guys. Mm -hmm. We get these weekly newsletters every Friday. Right. And (laughs) it's, it's, it's dated. You know, I, I like I can't make this stuff up. And I June fifth to June ninth. June fifth, the week of June fifth to June ninth. And this is from our ESS director. This is from Kimberly Velez. Okay, and this is the feedback that she had given us because this is after May sixteenth, right? After we voted against this. And I'll I'll let you read it, Danny. I got you got it right in front of you. What yeah. did she say about how many how much additional parental feedback we got? We heard from sixty seven parents and community members. However, the majority of the input was comments or question for the school board. <laughs> right? So essentially what she's saying is, hey, we had about 67 more people from this original 45 that you guys all saw. We had an additional 67 respond, but none of it had anything to do with the curriculum. Mm-hmm. All of it was you board members are horrible, hateful. You're banning books. Went banning books. It was all the stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what she was essentially telling us in that email. And that's, that's shown. Because that's shown in this sheet that I gave you, right? So this sheet with 129 total on there, if you add up the 45 and the 67, right, you come up with, what is that, like 112? Yeah. One, Out of the 167, right? Right. So And then there's a couple dates oh, after, yeah, yeah. after 6-5 that are, yep. that are included oh, in I here, Oh, I see what right? you're saying. Yep. So this, gotcha. was, this was what they had. And this is what they had June 5th through the 9th. And this is all we were ever told about. So... <laughs> okay, okay. I'm starting to understand now. So after on June 9th, all yep. we had was 129 total pieces of feedback, Correct. which was including the original 45. Correct. Okay. Yeah, cuz do you see how I started all I of these? I see it. Yeah, those so were the original includes those original 45. Right. Yep. Right? And then they got an additional 67 over the next month. Right. And we're thinking, okay, and now the comments aren't even about the curriculum anymore. It's just now this is taking on a life of its own. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and people are just out to smear the, 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 you know, the board members that they don't like or they disagree with. Right. So, okay, I get all of that. Nobody ever told us about this ever. This didn't come out until after the vote. And I even sat up there on the dais and described the 45 pieces of parental feedback. Nobody nobody corrected me on the dais. Yep. Nobody said, oh, hold on, Mr. Gonzalez. There's actually, you know, 400, right? And then you, you start hearing the, the union is talking about 400, 400 pieces, 400 parents responded to this. And all the, uh, how many did you count, Danny, <laughs> after I showed it to you? So looking at all of the packets, there's... 341 responses not 400 total and 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 we were also told Mm -hmm. that those are responses of people who were neutral Mm -hmm. or for the curriculum right they did not explain that there were a total of 31 negative comments opposing the curriculum right that was not included in the it's about 10 percent of the people that responded in total to that were, were negative yeah right so okay I mean, you extrapolate that out. Like, I'm not a big math guy, but that's a lot of people. If yeah. You just, if you just look at that, you know, <laughs> kind of in a box. So here's, here's what changed it for me, right? Um, Dr. Velez had a really good idea. And she said, listen, we've all been through this curriculum from front to back. We've all looked at it. It sounds like the big hangup is this unit 12. Let's just pull the unit. 
let's pull the unit, let's put it into subcommittee, and let's rewrite that unit. Well, we never have to use it. There's nothing that says that we have to do this. We have the right, we could, we could write our own curriculum if we want to. We have curriculum experts in this district that if we had the time, we could write our own social studies curriculum, probably stick a, a hard cover on it and sell it all over California, right? Which would be a good idea. And we talked about what's doing unit that. Unit 12, sorry, what's Unit 12? This social... it's, it's the one that brought in the, the Gay Liberation Front and it had the um, the references to, to Harvey uh, the, the gay and lesbian movement. Harvey Milk, the, the, the Harvey Milk thing, that's just a biography that was attached. It was a, in the supplemental materials. Okay. Um, but it was it was tied to that that lesson, obviously, right? Okay. It was like, here's here's the lesson on in Unit 12 where it, it starts, I mean, it's got some, some good content in it because it starts to talk about I, I don't have it in front of me. I apologize, but it started out very much, you know, related to um, kind of the progress that we've we've made here in California and some of the civil rights movements and things mm-hmm. like that that have occurred. And then it got down to the bottom. And I didn't even have a problem at first, where it first talked about the LGBT, you know, Q civil rights movement and what have you. But then it started to talk about these groups and it glorifies and it does the it does these. I don't understand why they do this, okay? But they use these figures and these groups that I feel reflect poorly on that community. Mm, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's like there's better examples. Dude, there's so many. There's so many better examples. There's so many people out there that have done amazing things for this country and for this state and for this community that we're not involved in this fringe stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, right. And and it's like if we're talking about elementary kids. Like I think we have a greater duty to like be cautious about the figures that we kind of portray as, I don't know, uh, heroes, <laughs> if yeah, you will. Yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, that you think about that when, when you're trying to describe it to a kid at that age, that's, that's kind of what they're going to take it as. This is some type of a role <clears throat> model. You know, this, right. this is a person. Well, you lay that seed and then they start to find out what these people were into later on in life. And they're already thinking, Oh, well, no, that's a good. And that's, I, I don't like it. I just think that we need to be more responsible with it. I think that if you want to talk about Harvey Milk and his experience, fine. Let's do it in high school when these kids are a little bit more mature and mm-hmm. you can have an honest conversation about what yeah. all was what going it, what on. Every, what it all movement. was. Yeah. yeah. You what know what I mean? It all was. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. that was, that was all we said, but listen, the, the teachers like TCI, they like the functionality of it. They liked the, how, how interactive it was. Why can't everybody get what they want? Yeah. This, this is the the lesson and this is the the content that I think is inappropriate. If we can pull that out and you guys will agree to work collaboratively with us to make sure that the content is neutral and is not, you know, unnecessarily alienating any of our population, then that's a win-win, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we we had agreed on on going that route um with with our attorneys. It was just Dr. K and I. I didn't talk to anybody else about it. Um, but that was the work that we were doing behind the scenes this whole time. And then it came to the parent involvement portion, right? We had done all of that committee work already. We had moved that whole thing down the road a whole bunch. Um, this, at, at that point, this is the most highly publicized curriculum adoption, I think, in U.S. history. Okay, because everybody knew that this curriculum was being adopted. Everybody knew the TCI stuff. Everybody was sharing about what was in it, what wasn't in mm. it, how it was being adopted. What the at that point, there really wasn't an argument anymore to say, well, nobody knew. 
yeah, right? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't spring break anymore where it was underhanded and kind of kind of shady, right? No. Now this had been out for 6 months and we had all been discussing this. Everybody trust me, I got all the emails. We got a ton <laughs> of parent feedback, dude, good and bad. And yeah. Seriously, it's it's a, it was almost a 50-50 split down the middle that, you know, some people were angry for not, you know, having more of that and then some people were like, we really don't need this, right? Yeah. Like doesn't fit. Like yeah. what, why, why there? Right. Yeah. So w- yeah. which both, I, I understand both perspectives, but if you're going to make me decide absent any feedback, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to err on the side of caution yeah, every for time. Sure. Right? And, so, and, uh, and you should. And, and here, here's the bottom line about the whole thing, right? None of this needed to happen in February. When we brought this to Dr. McClay, it should have been a conversation. We should have sat down right then and there. We should have worked through it. And we could have easily come up with that solution to hold back that one unit. This would have never even been a conversation uh-huh. yep. because yep. it was absolutely within their power to do so. She's smart. I mean, she is a, a instructional wizard. Like that woman is one of the, the, the best educators in Southwest Riverside County to think that she didn't know that that was something that she could do. Hmm. And couldn't have suggested that to our board so that we could get the curriculum across. Yeah. I, I can't fathom that, you know, yeah. and, and I, I make no, no comments about her character, about her, you know, anything. Like, I think she's a lovely woman. She gave 30 years to this district. I respect her completely. I just think that, I, I, I honestly think that it, it got her own kind of loyalty to the district and the status quo kind of got in her way. Hmm. Yeah. I think it. I think the distrust that existed with us coming in, kind of as newbies, and her not knowing, you know, she what didn't. The future she was didn't want to give you guys an opportunity to knock something out the park. I, I think she was really protective of her baby, man. And I think that's really what it ultimately was. You know, she's she's got a lot of of uh, uh, relationships here, a lot of you know, and we were coming in and kind of flipping over tables, man. Yeah. And that was, you know, hey. Call it what you want, you know. Um, we came in a little heavy-handed, and I've yeah. said that time and time again. You yeah. Know? But I, I think, I think she was kind of trying to protect her flock a little bit, you know. So tell me, I, I mean, you know, we're getting to that time, and uh, I just, I, I want to know, I, I want to address the elephant in the room. Obviously, there's, there's an effort to recall <laughs> the three. You're one of the three. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you got to say to? People in our district, community members, people. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's all there is to say about it. Laugh. <laughs> Laugh. That's I got, I, you should see the emails. So uh, I, I got invited to a, a, a birthday party uh, with one of my kids' friends <laughs> over in Harveston uh, just just this past weekend. And, and Dr. K's got a, a kid the same age. And so he got invited to the same birthday party, and we're both there. And that house is right next to each other. One has the the no recall sign, and the next door neighbor had the recall <laughs> sign. And they're kind of like facing each other. And Dr. K and I are standing out in the front lawn, and we go, "We got to take a picture in front of both." Right? <laughs> and we just thought it was the funniest thing, man. It was they were right on the sidewalk. The first email I get is, "Oh, so now you guys are trespassing on people's yards and this." And I'm going, "Really, guys? I mean, come on, gosh, is this for real?" I said, listen, okay, so here's the deal. When you're going to recall somebody, you do it because they didn't do what they said they were going to do, right? Yeah. Like, these these are people that got elected 
based on a set of principles that we stood on. Anybody can go. I mean, it, it's still there. I, I can email it to anybody who wants to see it. I had a candidate statement on every single ballot. If you go down that candidate statement in nine months, I have literally kept verbatim every single thing that I promised to do. Hell there was yeah. a bullet point list of what I was going to do as a board member, and you could read them and go, oh, wow. Okay, so that's day one. <laughs> there's there, there's meeting number three. There's meeting number five. This is what, like, it's all the way down the line. I've done exactly what I said I was going to do, and I think people find that refreshing. I, I don't think people are used to electing somebody and then having them do exactly what they said they were going to do. <laughs> right? I've said that so many times. It, it, yeah. it doesn't happen all that often. So the only thing that I think is going to change this community's um, perception and view of us is if we do something that changes who we say we are. Yeah. I'm we're not doing that. We're we're doing exactly what we said we were going to do. Listen, we have a lot to learn. I am I am not somebody who ever is going to say I got it all wired, I got it all figured out. I'm learning a ton and I'm learning how to work within the system a little bit better. We're you're seeing us get better at that. Almost every meeting, you see us get a little bit more diplomatic, a little bit better at kind of navigating these tough political, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> conversations. Yeah. You see us actually, I'm building relationships with our staff, and that's helped a lot because, dude, bring them in and they want to work with you. They want right. to help. They yeah. want to be part of the solution. Like, but I just don't know. I want to give them the opportunity to build trust and to build a, re- a relationship. If you never give them the opportunity, how how are you ever going to yeah. know who's who's you know uh, reliable and who's not, right? Mm-hmm. And I have found that if you ask them to do something and you sit down with them and you're respectful and you value their opinions on things, dude, stuff gets done. It's crazy. Yeah, the way that works. So I would just encourage us moving forward as a board to continue to do that man mm-hmm. and and to continue to bring people into what we're doing because that's how you build lasting change you know yeah. we go in here and we flip over some tables and we're booted out of here in you know nine months well they're just going to come in they're going to put the tables back where they were and it's going to be business as usual right you build lasting change by kind of bringing people along that journey and saying hey you know we got some ideas let's get some buy-in mm-hmm. on our ideas you know let's yeah. show how this works yeah. so that's that's my I mean that's my goal that's that's what I'm going for the recall itself is laughable <laughs> it's laughable it's great these these people are fools that are trying to do this and quite frankly um, I, I I think it's I think it's funny that they're out there wasting their time their their money their resources um, right before an election year um, I I think it's silly I really do I mean even if they're even if they're successful at you know getting it on the ballot they they've still got to run an election against us they, they just did that and guess what like mm-hmm. we showed you how how to do that right <laughs> like right. we showed you the power that that our community has when we turn out mm-hmm. we've already got two more seats that are up next year that i guarantee we're gonna have an army out here knocking on doors and <laughs> passing out flyers and they would love to just go oh boy. Just throw all five of them in a pot yeah. this is gonna be like a, a game of yahtzee you know what i mean like, yeah. we, we'll, we'll get everybody in the mixer that's cool let's just but it, it's just silly to me i, I think it's a I think it's a misappropriation of resources. I think if, even if they are successful at getting the amount of signatures, which is like 4,000 or something that they need for like each one of us, right? 
um, it, it's a waste of resources. You know, it's going to cost the district money. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost the, the the county money. That um, truck that they have is pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. <laughs> they, they stole the idea from Doctor Kamrowski. Really? He had one of those driving around. Did when, he? When he was running for office, it's pretty that's funny. Hilarious. I was like, oh man, they 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 robbed his idea. They must have seen his face on the side of it and went, that's what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, pretty silly, but I mean, come on, they they're taking it and parking it out front of the football game and yeah. like it, it's listen, dude, like. I, go, do you right like go have fun you guys want to put up your little signs and dance around that's great you know have fun with it I, if it makes you feel like you're you know speaking out then then wonderful um if you ever want to have a conversation and you're holding one of those signs like call me send yeah. me an email like i'd love to talk to you about it because i think you're seriously <laughs> you know uh, uh misrepresenting who i am and what i'm about what i stand for but they don't. They don't want to talk. Yeah. You know, they 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 want to smear. They want to yell. They want to you know attack. They if they do talk to you, they're trying to catch you in something. You know, they're trying to get mm-hmm. you to say something to get you to slip up. It's not like a real one-on-one human-to-human interaction. Mm-hmm. And I I talk to these people all the time, and I have been open to to discussing with them. At a certain point, they just show their their true colors, and yeah. it's like you know what, like it's not casting my uh, <laughs> yeah. my pearls among swine. You know, it's kind of like a there's nothing to gain from this conversation i'll go talk to some people that really want to listen you know well thanks a lot danny i appreciate it man it was great having you on thank you so much man great background and like you said i i think just one last point is like um the fact that you're so transparent and authentic right they can't lie if someone's genuine genuinely authentic that's something that people could sniff out like they know when someone's being real and being authentic because they're willing to talk yeah. It's always a red flag if someone's not willing to speak and like authenticity is like you're saying what you truly believe in and people could sense that and like you're not afraid to have the discussion because that's what you truly believe in. You've done the research, sure. that's your that's your convictions, that's and that something in this world you'll see people that become popular are the people that are authentic. Absolutely. Because that's just one thing that it's like in our it's like in our DNA. We know when someone's like BSing. Yeah. They don't want to speak. If they pull weird stuff with the curriculum, doing it on spring break, all these yeah. little things that most people just catch on to. That if they knew, yeah. if they just had the knowledge of it happening, yeah. they would couldn't help but think like, oh yeah, that's kind of fit. that's like everything else. Like oh, is that just a big coincidence? Oops, sorry, <laughs> it was having to be on spring break. You know, all these little things were like, yeah. you're giving off the vibe. You're trying to hide something. Like, can't help it or is that just a big coincidence so i just think um yeah you telling your story and just yeah they try to paint you guys as these like radical (laughs) nazi crazy racist and that's just not even and i appreciate you talking about uh the new superintendent too because even for me i don't know anything about her right and i'm always just generally kind of a bit distrusting but even for me when she was speaking at the school board i have to say honestly the way she was talking to dr k about oh how to rewrite the flag stuff yeah I thought I felt that she was being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. funny that you kind of reaffirm like, hey, she's doing a good job. She's doing like way better than Jody. Yeah. Compared to Jody during COVID, she was so dismissive and so condescending after people spoke about the mask. Yeah. It was just it was very like I said, disingenuous once again of like they're just all misinformed. Like she just like brushed people off. Yeah. So I just think that um asked these things keep going on and going on and going. We have our podcast and more people speaking and they hear yeah. your history, Dr. K's history. See, even yeah. Josh, Josh's history, yeah. uh, Steve, 
you gotta like in order to like really know where people stand on things you kind of have to know somewhat about their history absolutely i wanted to say one more thing and 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 i know i know you guys are running low on time no on this, it's okay but I, there was there was something that i wanted to to address specifically because you're right like no knowing and understanding a person and their their morals their principles like where they come from helps you to understand a lot better and when when you had josh on he made a comment, and, and he mentioned being a man of faith. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if either one of you... You mentioned, like, you were kind of raised Catholic, right? I, w- I was Catholic. raised Catholic, yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. there's there's always this scripture that's that's quoted when they're talking about these issues and, and how it relates to Christianity. And I get accused of this all the time, like, oh, I'm, you're not... You're not a real Christian. You're a you know far right wing, you know, crazy person, right? Because they, they always quote Mark chapter 12, where they, they talk about loving thy neighbor, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's where I saw him and I, we had this difference in opinion. We're reading the same scripture. But what a lot of them do is they pull that one scripture out. Well, that's the great commandment, right? Well, did you know that's the second great commandment? Mm-mm. There's the first, <laughs> which is love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So your allegiance is not to men, but first to honor God. And that's where people lose the the understanding of, of what Christianity is and what it means to be a Christian. If, if you're going to love God, well, how do you love somebody that you don't know? Well, you need to get to know him. Well, how do you get to know him? Well, it's in what Christians believe to be the word of God, which right. is the Bible. Right, right. Right. And the Bible in full context. And the Bible is very clear about how it feels about these issues. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether it be marriage, whether it be you know, yeah. any, think of an issue, right? How you run your business, how you run your life. Like, if you truly love God and you believe in God, you want to draw closer to him, you read his word. He's been clear about these issues. And the great commandment is to honor God first and then love your neighbor as yourself. And in that order, right? So we, we talk about loving thy neighbor and it's not just blindly, you know, go along with anything that your neighbor says. It's no, honor God, follow his commandments and then love your neighbors as yourself. But mm-hmm. you've got to do both. Mm-hmm. And that's where this concept of speaking truth with love comes from right and that's what you guys are doing here that, yeah. that's where this comes from like we're we're, we're, we're going to speak truth into the situation but we're going to do it in a loving way mm-hmm. yeah I, he's absolutely right you don't have to be an asshole about it right right i'm not going to intentionally go up and and dead name somebody or you, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, dude, yeah i don't need to be an a-hole like I, I know what the bible says i know what i believe that doesn't mean that you got to be a jerk. And I completely agreed with him on that point. But I thought it was an interesting kind of of uh, understanding of yeah, he, what the Bible actually says about that and why we differ on our opinion. Yeah. It was an interesting takeaway. I yeah, have it. So. yeah, it was. Well, yeah, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Danny. Well, have me have me back, guys. I'm sure there'll be uh, more to talk about. For or, sure. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Good. if you want to, if you want to put together one with me and Josh, and we'll come on and oh, we'll talk that would together. Be, oh dude. man, wouldn't that be we cool? Talk, well, we yeah. talked about that, but it's like we have trouble with three people. Can you I imagine know. four? <laughs> we would just do do no agenda and just say, That's "All right, let's just chop it up for a couple yeah. hours." Yeah, we yeah. Can do that. maybe yeah. we'll have an informal one first. Yeah, get some of the. Get some of the stuff out of it. No, I just, I love that you guys are talking to members of the community, man. Like, keep doing it. I prayed for this to happen, and um, I've been praying for it for a while. We need this. We need people that are just willing to discuss what's really going on and do it in a civil way without yelling and screaming. I mean, this is needed. So, please, keep doing it. You guys are great. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you for listening. We'll see you next time.